Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everyone. I think it's morning. Uh, afternoon. Dr. David here, David Jamison, Doctor of Natural Medicine at Blue Lotus Healing Center. And once again, we are also live on Blog Talk Radio, where I go under the moniker Dr. Truth. So today... The only thing I want to bring up about the crazy situation that we're in is I've been deepening my studies of quantum physics and the subatomic particle. And one thing I want to bring up, did you know that the atom, the atoms that make up cells, make up everything, is only one billionth matter? One billionth. That's, if I remember correctly, like eight or nine, it's a lot of zeros at a one. So it's one billionth, meaning that we are basically constructed by energy or nothingness. And what I've also been studying is going deeper into uh, manifestation of matter, manifestation of our reality. And I used to always say that intelligence, the, the universe works this way, intelligence creates energy, the energy creates matter, but there's even a, there's a step deeper that I've been missing. It's consciousness. The consciousness we choose brings in, basically chooses the intelligence we're going to receive. The intel, and that intelligence, based on the chosen consciousness, creates energy, which creates matter. So think about that. If you're living in a fear-based world where you're afraid of things, you're bringing in the consciousness that there's fear. You're voting for a universe, an existence that's full of fear. And what that does is creates the vibration of fear, which then creates the, the matter, and that's when we have different issues. And that's all I'm going to say today, because I'm not really participating in this entire thing. I'm here to help everyone, but I also know from a holistic standpoint what viruses truly are and so I like to say, if you have more information, or if you'd like more information, you're welcome to set up an appointment and come in. And um, I will have some follow-ups regarding frequency generators, regarding the information or the vibration that comes in. So I will have some of that coming up. Do we have any questions yet or any comments? No? All right. So getting to the Ask Me Anything, I've got a few good questions here, very good questions. First one is, I am losing my hair. Is there anything I can do to help stop it? Yes, there is. Ayurveda actually has had a lot of success with oil for the hair, but it doesn't mean you just keep eating the way you're eating, living the way you're living, put oil in your hair, and it's going to get better. Everything that I talk about typically involves pointing out where you're going wrong with your daily habits called dinacharya or ritacharya, meaning your seasonal habits like right now I'm cleansing so if I if I stutter a little bit it's because I really haven't eaten a whole heck of a lot other than kitchery since Friday but that's part of my rudacharya what that means seasonal cleansing and seasonal preparation so getting back to losing my hair yes there is something you can do but a lot of times what you're doing is causing it so you have to be willing to give up what you're doing what you're eating how you think how your sleep habits your eating habits and all that so, yes, can, can help stop it. And if you are interested, we do have access to the oil. I can order some for you. I don't typically make it, but we have it. What is Ohm Wellness Institute? That's a good question. 
I also have, besides Blue Lotus Healing Center and a few other businesses, I have Ohm Wellness Institute, which is a uh, educational institute for holistic studies. We, we offer the Holistic Health Practitioner Program and the Ayurvedic Lifestyle Consultant Program. It's, uh, it dates back, oh, about 10, 12 years, and that's really my first start in a formal education. I took it a number of years ago, and the, the gentleman that owned it at the time I was so impressed and it basically changed my life. I said, if you ever go to sell this institute, please contact me. I'd like to purchase it. And that happened a number of years ago. We're actually expanding quite a bit. So it's going to be very cool. If any of you are interested in that, give us a call because it's really, really neat. It's life-changing. And even in today's times, it's not a bad idea for each household to have a holistic health practitioner or at least each neighborhood or extended family. If one person buckles down and learns this stuff, it could come in come in handy because I don't think this is going to be the last time we're going to have government shutdowns. Now that we've given in, I think it's going to repeat. So to next one from Allie B, my friend in, in uh, Toronto, do vertical ridges and fingernails mean anything? Yes, they do, my dear. They mean that digestion is not perfect, but it also mean, it could mean assimilation. But here's the thing with reading eyes, uh, your nails, and even somewhat with the tongue, you've got to look at the overall picture. A lot of times the ridges, the, the, um, the vertical ridges, could mean a quick bowel, but they could also mean lack of absorption. So you look at the whole picture to pinpoint exactly what it is. I don't think there's been too many holistic doctors that just use nail reading to assess someone. So, yes, it does mean something. And um, I'll have to check them out for you one of these days. How's that? Uh, next, what type of sunscreen do you recommend? Zero. Okay. Pitha time is 10 to 2. The ancient texts say get the heck out of the sun from 10 to 2 or stay covered up. Now, I do have some ionized water that I access, and I quit talking about it years ago because nobody believes me. What it means is it's, it's, um, it's a water that is actually vibrated to a frequency that provides a natural um, protection to our skin. And I've tested it even when my sons were young. I used to you just put it under your tongue and swallow. It's water that's vibrated at a certain frequency. And I used it on them. They would turn beet red, and the next day they wouldn't be burned. And I've had it happen to me a few times too. So I don't really use any sunscreen. Ayurveda teaches and ancients teach that, this, and it, it's truth. Anything you put on your skin will be absorbed directly into your lymph. So if you wouldn't squirt it down your throat, don't put it on your skin. It's just not, it's not worth it. Just get the heck out of the sun from 10 to 2 and you'll be a lot better because that's pit to time. That's the time when the most harmful rays to our skin. And see, that, that leads me to another comment. If we can't handle our own sun, it kind of shoots the old Darwinism right out the door. Uh, so do we offer payment plans? Yes, we do. We have, um, through our Square system, we have what's called, uh, what's called Square Payments. Mm -hmm. Square Payments, and it's pretty neat. Meg, you've seen, what, 0% interest? For three months. Yeah, they offer, like, these, these strange things, 0% interest up to three months, and then it's even, it's 6%, 6 for six months and maybe a little bit higher for a year, yeah, something like that. 7% for a year. 7% for a year, she yep. said. So, yeah, we do have that program, and it's, it works right through our system here. So if someone is looking to get healthy and dig into a program and really buckle down, then you can get it handled. 
And if you have questions or you need help, just ask us, and we're always willing to work with everyone. So it's not a problem at all. Ohm Wellness, too. Also, yeah, Meg brought up a good point. Ohm Wellness Institute, if you're interested in the Holistic Health Practitioner Program, we have that available. Financing is perfect for that because it's a two-year course. So it would be great. In fact, um, a friend of mine who's upstairs right now is working on more financing options for us for uh, Ohm Wellness Institute and other things. Okay, next question, again from Allie B., that is, does heavy cannabis use have a negative impact on your holistic doctor? No, I'm, no, it doesn't say that. So does heavy cannabis have negative impact on developing brains? And I would be lying if I told you I knew the answer to that. I'm going to just give you the input. I know that I've read in the ancient texts that it's considered any type of intoxicant can throw off the natural function. And every time you keep repeatedly throwing off the natural function, the homeostasis, the feedback loops, yes, things can go wrong. But if they're in a state where they're doing that anyway, maybe the couch potato state could be a little bit better than the other state. So to answer your question, I really can't give you a solid answer on that. And I doubt you're going to get anything in mainstream. It would have to take someone that studied it, I would say, 20, 30 years outside mainstream to get the true answer of what it does. Again, the ancient texts say intoxicants cause you to do things differently than you normally would do. So, therefore, that's the reason it considers, is considered uh, detrimental. But I had a very good source at an Ayurvedic meeting one time tell me that he's read in other ancient texts that it's a, considered a cure-all. Now, I haven't backed that up. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. You could, you could send him e emails, but I can't remember his name right now. Um, so... Negative impact on a developing brain, very possible, but then again, I'm not 100% sure. So, sorry, that was a political-type answer right there. Uh, what do I feel for when you're reading a pulse? Actually, that's a good question because you don't, you, you don't really feel for it. It's more like when I'm reading a pulse, I'm going in and I'm letting the body tell me things. And what happens after reading thousands and thousands of these, you start getting these same vibrations. So different vibrations mean different things. There's three fingers, there's three levels, then on each finger there's five different points. Then you have the quality of which point is being is receiving the, the pulse. So if you're at the deep, deep level and you have something coming in on this side and it's squishy and gooey, it's probably kappa. But then here's, what you go, here's what's interesting. When, when you're at the top on the superficial level, you basically, at least my style of reading, the bowel and the mind are in the same spot. So it just goes to show how important the gut brain and the head brain are connected. Typically, when there's bowel issues, there's mental issues. Or when I say mental issues, I'm not saying that uh, negatively. There's, there's something going on that they're not able to settle it down. So a dry bowel that's gassy, they usually have a lot of air in the head. It is a you know, maybe it's not considered impolite. I mean, I don't mean that to sound impolite, but there's confusion there. So the two connect. Uh, so what do I feel for? There's, there's um, to answer it more on a um, pragmatic standpoint, typically looking for where the doshas have moved. Are they in the wrong places? And the doshas are the energies that we maintain. The ancient texts say that the doshas, when in balance, provide health and happiness. And when imbalanced, they provide disease and unhappiness. 
So are they in the wrong area? What are they doing in those areas? Like, is there is there heat in the bowel? Is there heat in the blood? Does the person, um, if there's heat in the blood, are they having night sweats? Are they near menopause? Is, you know, there's a lot of things that you feel for. So the energies actually give you a real good roadmap to what's going on, and that's felt through the pulse. And you can also relate it to the tongue. A lot of times you'll feel like a, I'll feel like a real hot liver pulse. And when I've read the tongue, there's a there's a um, inflamed portion of the tongue that's related to the liver. So that's it backs it right up. So you, you rarely ever use one thing like a tongue read and then say, yeah, this is absolute or a pulse read. Yes, this is absolute. So it's in conjunction. But it is I've read that 80 percent of the world still relies on the pulse reading for their uh, assessment, health assessment. So it's very important. It's very accurate. and It's pretty dang cool. Um, how do you stop toxic thoughts? Well, you shut down mainstream media and you shut down your phone, for one. But also, here's something that I've been digging into, and this goes deeper into what I'm doing here at the clinic. I would see people get better, 80%, 90% better, and then boom, they slip back. 80%, 90% better, slip back. And what I started realizing is we weren't addressing their thoughts. So what I've really been studying a lot of, probably 10, 20 hours a week just on this subject, is replacing the thoughts. Not saying, okay, i got to stop this. You have to use it as a trigger. An example would be, and I think I gave this last week, I can remember more things that I screwed up in my baseball career than the things I did well. I can remember very easily when I airmailed a throw over the third baseman's head, I was a catcher, and the guy scored and we lost the game. I can remember those, but... I'll have my buddies remind me, hey, remember that, uh, that two-out double off the, off the fence that scored three runs and we won? I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So what, what you do is you take, okay, when airmailing the ball over third baseman's head kicks in, you say, oh, thank you. That reminds me to think about the hit at Michigan State. Okay? So, oh, I'm sickly, I'm sickly. Oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that because now I remember I'm on a diff- different path. And then you concentrate on that. So when you shift, eventually the, the bad ones or the dead ones or the ones that aren't serving you will start dropping off because you're not giving them energy. Use them as a, as a way to remind you of what you should be doing and what you've chosen to do. So hopefully that helps. The tonics, I think um, someone asked, how long does it take for us to make tonics? Do, do you think they mean? Um, I think like these guys. Oh, the tinctures. Tinctures usually take a month. Sometimes we get a little bit lazier, depending on what's in it. It might we might let them uh, brew a little bit longer, but typically 30 days, 60 days. Some people use 90. Uh, again, remember when you're making tinctures, it's an extraction of the herb. So depending on what herb it is, we may use glycerin, we may use alcohol. We always use some water, and whatever's soluble, like uh, the soluble water soluble parts of the herb. We'll get extracted with water. Alcohol will pull what's soluble with alcohol and glycerin likewise. And I will be doing, um, probably next week, I'll talk about seasonal cleansing. And, and since most people are at home, so that way there's, I'm going to give you ideas on how to do a seasonal cleanse with what you have in your cupboard and what you can get at the grocery store. So how long does it take to make tinctures? Uh, 30 to 90 days, I would say, on, a, on average. And then we have to strain them like crazy and... There's a little bit of work that goes into it, isn't it, Meg? Mm-hmm. So, but very important, very, very uh, effective, too. And we know what's, what's going into it. How did my 
last question is, is how did my Ayurvedic journey start? And it's interesting you asked that the same time that, um, or someone asked regarding uh, Ayurveda the same time that I'm being asked about Ohm Wellness Institute. I took the holistic health practitioner course a number of years ago. And at that point in the back of my mind, I thought I was going to become a naturopath, naturopathic doctor, ND. And I was introduced to Ayurveda and I'm thinking the, what I love about this is it's all about figuring out causation. What's the cause? And then prevention is huge. And when I was started digging into my doctoral studies, the first thing I saw with the, and I'm not knocking naturopaths, there's a uh, definite need, but I found a lot of it was, was using symptom, symptoms uh, as their, their guidepost as, as where they're going to go with things, using symptoms and then treating them naturally versus with chemicals. So I'm not saying that all naturopaths, that's all they do is treat the symptoms, but that's what I started to see. And that's why I shifted my studies from becoming an ND to DNM, Doctor of Natural Medicine, because it was more integrative. And the dean of the, of the institute allowed me to use my studies in, in India as part of the uh, doctorate. So what started me was Own Wellness Institute and the introduction to Ayurveda that's found in the Holistic Health Practitioner Program. And it was um, very, very good. Very, very good. In fact, it's funny so I'm a little bit over, over exuberant with uh, the highlighter. And I think the very first book, I, <laughs> I would literally have pages that were completely highlighted, one after another after another, and I had to get another book. So really fell in love with it. And just since we got a little extra time, the two unique things of Ayurveda that I love is that is the, the concept of ama and the concept of agni. And ama is produced in our body when we don't digest things properly. And you can see a lot of people think we gain fat, but what most people are, are holding is a lot of ama. And if you see someone that has like a thin layer of puffiness over them and they're heavier, that's ama. That's not really fat accumulation. That's, that's being stored in, in the skin or in the, um, we call them srotas, the srotas in, in Ayurveda. So ama is accumulated and then starts to circulate in our lymph. And that's where autoimmune disorders and allergies and everything starts coming, coming into play. Now, Agni, the other unique concept, is the concept of digestive fire. And Lord Agni in the Hindu belief system was the god of the sun. And it's very um, ironic that our digestion actually follows the sun. So we digest the best midday when the sun's at its height. So what if, if you balance Agni and you're able to break down and digest your food properly, guess what doesn't accumulate? Ama. So in Ayurveda, the, the first, thing, first two things you do is remove the ama and balance the agni. When those two things come into order, people start getting better with all kinds of crazy things. You wouldn't believe it. In fact, when I've worked on fertility um, cases, that people will, I'll tell them, okay, first we got to get you really balanced. We'll remove ama balance your agni, and then what the words they use is increase or better the soil and, and better the seed. I've, I, and I haven't had a ton of these, but everyone's gotten pregnant once the ama and agni are handled. They don't, we don't even go to the second phase. They'll call, oh, well, I'm already pregnant. So that's how important it is. Menstruation, I've seen women that have had a, a difficult time with consistent periods. Once we rid the body of ama, 
balance the agony, things start coming into order. So speaking of periods, going back to the consciousness, intelligence, energy to matter, okay, what, and I'm just going to leave you with this thought. Modern medicine, looking at viruses from a Newtonian, from Newton's standpoint, Newtonian, it's going to be very scary to them. Why do women, when they live together, why do their periods link up? Answer that for me. Why? Okay? Vibratory nature, the two together, they will pick up the vibration of another person. So if the vibration, your viewing existence is happy and healthy and nothing's bothering you, guess what you're going to attract? That's what you're voting for. You're down here worrying about all this stuff, believing everything you see, everything like that, getting worse and worse. Guess what you're going to attract? Same thing as the periods linking up. So I'll leave you with that. And this is David Jamison, Doctor of Natural Medicine at Blue Lotus Healing Center, Dr. Truth on the podcast. I'm sorry I didn't address the podcast much. I keep forgetting I'm on that, actually. But please submit your questions, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Take care.